Hello, Gareth. Hello. How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good. Apparently my red bins haven't been emptied and I'm furious about that. But I'm, other oh, no. I'm otherwise fine. Okay. I know. <laughs> Shocking. The whole street. Ah, we got missed. The whole street. Yeah. Missed by the red bin men. I know. Was that exclusively Red Bin Week? Or... It is Red Bin Week, unless we all okay. collectively fucked up, which is a possibility. Like, So it could be oh, that yeah. we just like collectively as a street failed and put the wrong bin out. <laughs> There's been like a yellow bin uh, driver going by and we've all just missed the boat. He's like, a bunch of idiots. Because <laughs> that's the thing, Like, I don't know what bin week it is. I'm exclusively going by the neighbours. Well, actually, that's a lie. I know the bin week in my place now. Yeah. And because I had to look it up online and I looked out and everyone had the yellow bins out, even though it wasn't yellow bin week. Oh no. And yeah, it's such a mental game because it's like, do they know some sort of, you know, local wisdom? I don't. <laughs> the way we do it on this street is we just, <laughs> we just uh, put out the yellow bin whenever we want. It's crazy. We tell the bu the truck driver when, <laughs> when yeah. it's time. Update from my flatmate though. Apparently they've spotted the bin man uh, nearby. So it could just be... In the next few minutes, a bin man could arrive oh. and save the day. Should we get him on the podcast, see what he thinks about Clue and Pink Floyd? <laughs> <laughs> well, Clue, run and Clue, run to catch up with the sun, but it's sinking. Welcome to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon, or as it's known in England, Dark Side of the Moon Doe. My name is Gareth Blackler, <laughs> and with me is the one and the only James Barron. Hello, it's me, uh, Colonel James Barron here, ready <laughs> to solve a crime mystery. I don't know. We're solving some kind of mystery involving Dark Side of the Moon, right? We're like, yeah. we're coming together and uh, and sorting it out. Who done it? Who done the sinks, Gareth? <laughs> <laughs> well, Clue done it. As in Clue oh. done some sinks. Because we watched 1985's Clue. Yeah, Clue. A movie I'd not ah. seen before, but... Me neither. I was just so keen to see the uh, <laughs> see our episodes go Clueless and then Clue in our yeah. feed. I reckon that's just going to be golden, you know? That's worth it for the episode <laughs> alone, you know? Oh, man. What if we ruin it by putting a bonus episode in between? <laughs> oh, what? We just, like, can't do it, which is not that good at our own job. Oh, we could do it. Oh man, what would we put nah. in the middle? Just like, just there us. is a Fast and Furious Nine trailer, which we makes could react less to. Less sense to me than um, the actual Fast and Furious Eight did. Oh yeah, there's a big scene where a character comes back at the end of the trailer. <gasps> I don't know if you can spoil a trailer, but um, I was just like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Surely, uh, it's like who would have come back? I don't know anything about the Fast franchise, so yeah. We just have yeah. to, and, we just have to um, be surprised. Our friend Cypher has a new haircut. Oh, good. I'm glad Cypher yeah. comes back. Holy shit. Yeah. That was awesome my eh? favourite part of the one movie that we've watched <laughs> from, this, from, the season, from the series. Uh, the franchise. But yeah, yeah, Clue. Had you seen Clue, Clue before, Gareth? I had not seen Clue. I was familiar with the board game, but even then I was more familiar with the Harry Potter ripoff, Mystery at Hogwarts. Oh my god, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. What is the... Who's killing people at Hogwarts? Like, who are, oh. who are your suspects? I don't think it's a murder. I think it's more like a prank or something. I actually oh. cannot remember. Lame. But you, it's the spell in the room. Oh. The 
Yeah. Which spell was cast on which unsuspecting prefect, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Are you a big Cluedo guy? I love Cluedo. I've, I've played it multiple times. It's one of those ones that we had uh, as as a family. Um, it was We did, were big proponents of um, family game night, which I think Ooh. was potentially a marketing stunt by like the warehouse or something to try and get people to buy expensive, totally was, yeah. expensive board games. But uh, yeah, we had Cluedo and we played it quite a lot. It's a good one. It's a good game. Yeah. And... I'd heard a lot about the movie. I'd like, I'd, I know that I'd like, I knew that Tim Curry was in it and crushes it and uh, Christopher Lloyd. And I was like, that sounds really good. And then I never watched yeah. it. So, <laughs> but now I certainly have watched it. Guys. Yeah. That's great. It's yeah. It's, uh, I, 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 it's, it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some, oh some very of the time shit in there, but we'll get into that, yeah. I guess. Um, but yeah, Clue. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I guess we should just get into it, right? Yeah, man. There's so much to talk about because it's yeah. The way we, the way we've watched this movie is extremely complicated, and I'll I'll uh, talk about it once we get to the, the critical point. But I feel like we've done things differently for this episode, and there yeah. there may be secrets to be revealed. So yeah, we'll get on into it. Um, okay. Here we go. Speak to me, Gareth. Heartbeats yes. over a dark and cloudy sky. I feel like this is an actual, just a regular sky that's been recolored. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> actually. Not be surprised. It doesn't look that dark. It's just, just like <laughs> clouds on location. Uh, just clear nights, and they couldn't get it. I don't know. But um, yeah, we've got uh, nothing basically happening over the intro here. Just the opening crawl. Uh, breathe kicks in not really sinking with much but we got tim curry in his car uh coming up to the hill house or the mansion whatever it's called the clue the clue house you know yeah i think they say hill house but i like clue house more yeah the clue house um yeah he's got like a little key to open his gate which i think is unusual there's a lot of like keys and lock motifs but it's weird that there's like an automatic gate that unlocks with like a regular analog key which i enjoy but um Anyway, his name is Wadsworth in the movie. Yeah, perfect uh, name for a Tim Curry character. Yeah, he's he's the the butler of the house, uh, and yeah, he, here he is. Not a not a canon clue character. However, we're about to be introduced to a few of those, so that'll be yeah. good. Um, yeah, it feeds like some very cute looking dogs. Honestly, these dogs they're like big German shepherds. They look really friendly. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they do some angry barking but then later shots of them just show them like hanging out in a little kennel and they look really cute <laughs> yeah yeah i like them um yeah that like not much really going on there's a really weird bit where Wad wadsworth like steps in some dog poo on his entrance and it's sort of played for laughs and that people like notice it and then check their shoes to see if they've stood in the dog poo but i guess this is like a mini whodunit <laughs> at the start of the film but it's yeah it's sort of random that it happens at all i don't think it's that important but it's here it's very it sums up this movie in that like it's very very written like everything oh, yeah. there's like a lot going on at any point like wordplay um lots of like physical comedy like they did not want to give you like a boring minute so they're going to just yes. put something in there there is so many, so much going on, so many plates spinning in this movie. My notes yes. 
look like the fucking Pepe Sylvia scene in uh, uh, that TV show. You know, the one. <laughs> Jesus. Mine are across, like, several different pieces of paper. I'm like, um, in a movie where it's like they, someone is getting audited before the computers and they just drop a bunch of receipts <laughs> on their accountant's desk. <laughs> Please help. Like, These are my records. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You gotta get me out of this. <laughs> They're coming for my legs. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, it's worth noting, uh, music, the guitars kick in mm. when the credits say music by. Oh, that, yeah, that's cool. I yeah. like that. There's some good some good sync there with the breathe, right? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, so we're getting... Um, Wadsworth just enters the mansion we, proper inside. All this is a set, apparently, uh, which looks yeah. amazing. The, the Clue Mansion is recreated so carefully here, like in terms of theming and everything. Uh, easily my favourite part of the movie is the, is the set. Uh, it's oh, yeah? so good even yeah it, like to every detail all the secret passages are correct to the board game which is yeah amazing it's genius <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm very happy with that but um he's checking in with Yvette who's a, a maid and the cook as well yeah um Yvette Yvette's is... having a little dance that really sinks with on the run if you ask me yeah just grooving away to on the run she yeah we when we visit her on the run starts up actually um yeah yeah, she's grooving away in a very tight and short uh, maid outfit. Yeah, this is not an accurate maid outfit. This is, this isn't even like where you'd get a maid outfit from a costume store. This yeah. is where you go into like an adult store it for is, a maid outfit. Yeah, sex shop maid outfit just yeah. worn throughout this movie. She's like a French maid. What's more, and it's like, oh, it sucks really. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of the male characters are very lechy about uh, <laughs> about events. Yeah. And it's played, I think it's played for comedy throughout. I haven't really commented uh, yeah, on it very much. Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be comedy. Yeah. But it, yeah, it super sucks. It's, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's just a, such a, it's such a choice in this movie. Yeah. But, you know, 1985, right? Yeah, and this movie is set, supposed to be set in, like, the 50s, right? Yeah. I don't think the They're period... worried about communists and stuff. Yeah, true. Yeah, I guess that works with the communist stuff, but... <laughs> uh, people always worry about communism. Yeah, still still today, people are worried about yeah. communism. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're getting uh, a couple of... We, so there's a doorbell rings and Colonel Mustard is here. Um, has to use an alias. Every, every character is using an alias, supposedly. Yeah. Um, although, when it comes to, like, the endings and stuff, it seems like... They use, like, Miss Peacock's um, husband, Senator Peacock, <laughs> right? Yeah. So maybe some of these aliases are just their real names, but yeah. whatever. Uh, this did excite me because, like, before I knew how this movie was going to go, yeah. part of me was like, if they have these aliases, aliases every time, maybe this keeps happening. Like, people do keep getting invited to, invited to this house. Oh, I like that. For this, like, these kind of schemes, and they keep getting the same name. That'd be cool. Yeah, if it's yeah. like if it's like a weird like kind of sore thing that's happening <laughs> where they invite yeah. people around and then prove their like uh, disloyalty and evil doings. <laughs> I want to play a game, <laughs> and it's Clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, this actor, old mate Colonel Mustard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is someone who I had never really thought about, but he is Martin Mull. In a lot of thank you. Um, he then, because like, the next movie I watched after this, after my clean watch, was mm. Mrs. Doubtfire, and he shows up in that. Oh, sick. 
And I had the same experience of being like, who is that? Why don't I think about him much? He's the principal from the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, really? Man, he's an everything. And then, yeah. Uh, well, probably those three things, but apparently he's very beloved as well. He's also in Jingle All the Way. Ooh. Um, and uh, has a long stint on the show Roseanne, apparently. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. There you go. Um, yeah, so he shows up. We've got Miss White shows up as uh played by madeline khan uh she she's great she's very like uh severe wearing like all black and like a, a veil as well yeah like quite different to the portrayal in the clue board game miss white like is like an old lady i think ah. in clue from memory so yeah that's a, a deviation um one note this role was gonna go to carrie fisher was that you in one note no 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 that's a good note though yeah why was it going to so what happened there um she was in rehab at the time and like uh, everyone involved in the movie was fine like she was all cleared to come back out and do it mm. but then this the insurance company didn't want her in it how weird and because they like obviously have the money it just didn't happen right there you go yeah. uh my one note was just that uh each of the cars that these people arrive in are the same color as the board game pieces that represent them in the ah, game yes which is a neat little touch as well um because most of them are wearing the opposite of their color like, yeah yeah they aren't wearing their like typical flag. clothes or anything yeah. yeah um yeah she's like reading a letter as well they each of them have received letters bringing them to this house but it's very unclear as to what the letters mean at this point you know they're very yeah. <laughs> very cagey about these letters but anyway um we've got uh the crash sound in on the run appearing here where uh miss scarlet and um uh, is rescued by professor plum she sort of like sticks her leg out uh very cartoonly you know i don't think yeah. people, like i don't think people do this anymore maybe this is just like an 80s trope that's sort of i don't think people hitchhike anymore to be honest i don't think she was that what she was problem. doing yeah i think just as entirely from watching 80s movies Okay. Is you either stuck out your thumb or you stuck out your leg if you're hitchhiking. Oh, okay. I thought it was like a, yeah. doing like a uh, like a sex sells kind of thing where she was doing the like leg lift when you kiss someone. I think. Ah. That's what my take on it was. But fair enough. If that's how you, if that's how people hitchhike, then fair. Okay. I don't know. You've got a good point because yeah, Miss Scarlet is a very got a lot of sexual energy. Yes. She is living her best life. She <laughs> sure is. <laughs> uh yeah rescued by uh professor plum who's christopher lloyd in this as well i forgot yeah. to say uh scarlet is played by uh leslie ann warren there you go oh yeah. yeah yeah uh yeah but christopher lloyd is here as well i didn't expect to see him so i'm hyped no uh hamming it up as professor plum being like a real creepy dude yeah uh what do we got but he's also so charming because he's christopher lloyd you're like yeah is are we supposed to be on, on his side for this awful behaviour? Or what's going on here? Yeah, we sort of struggle not to associate with him. <laughs> They're all yeah. supposed to be, like, terrible people is the vibe. But yes, for sure. Yeah. Always Sunny was the name of that show, by the way, that I forgot before. <laughs> speaking, oh. of, speaking of shows with terrible people, uh, I, caught, I <laughs> circle back around to that one. I remembered, listeners, don't worry. Um, yeah. Yeah, so they've all received these letters and they've all shown up. Uh, we've got Miss Peacock and mr green arriving as well um they are played by uh eileen brennan and 
uh, Michael McKean, respectively. Yeah. I really enjoyed Michael McKean's performance, actually, specifically. I want to shout him out uh, as Mr. Green. He goes through the yeah. ringer in this movie. <laughs> yeah. But I, I really enjoyed him and his, like, prat falling and stuff. It was good. Um, yeah, a lovely blue suit as well. Yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, there's a good bit where he shows up at the door and uh, old mate uh, Tim Curry says... Uh, yells at the dogs to sit and mr green sits down instinctively <laughs> yeah which is very strong um and yeah everyone's here at the party and they go through to uh the dinner table to all sit around there the dining room gareth ah yes yes um and yeah they're all creepily leeching on yvette the maid <laughs> which mm. is weird um and then yeah we get in time playing over this Bit of uh, snappy dialogue at the dinner table, which I'm all about. Oh. It's very fun. Like, lots of plays on words uh, just popping off between different characters. Yeah. Mostly coming from Miss Scarlet, actually. Um, the only table setting not uh, filled is Mr. Body, who has not yeah. yet arrived. A great a great little bit, because there's the body, right? Is he Mr. Body yeah. in the game? I don't actually know. Um, oh, like the person who's died is always called Mr. Body? Potentially, yeah. Surely. It's, if not, like, it's it's a fairly weak... Like, considering the amount of, like, theosauruses they were throwing into the script, yeah. calling the character Mr. Body feels a little weak otherwise. It must be a reference, right? Yeah. Uh, the it, actor's stage name is Lee Ving. Yeah. If that shows you how good, like, the pun the pun game was for this movie. Very strong. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yes, we get some very awkward, like, dinner conversation where, because none of these people really know each other. Uh, yeah. Very weird. Uh, very awkward. Eventually, um, uh, what happens? Yeah, we, Miss Pe- we get, like, a couple of minor details here where Miss Peacock says that um, she really enjoys the meal and that it's one of her one of her favourites, favourite recipes. Yes. Important to note. Um a really another really good touch is that uh professor plum introduces what he does for a living and he says uh that he works for the united nations organization you know uh, and underneath them working for the world world health organization which is you know who yes oh my gosh brilliant. yeah um and oh. yeah get into a great gig and all these people discover that they uh all have ties to washington dc is their yeah. first connection some of them live there some of them work there uh and yes which is interesting um yeah finally this is the moment when i was like this plot is way too complicated for what it is oh it's insane my yeah I, me trying to follow this movie and take notes <laughs> yeah all the things happening this is a movie designed to kill me like <laughs> it's it's it was really difficult i hope that i haven't missed anything i definitely have but yeah don't worry yeah but like it didn't need to be like because i get this movie's had like obviously it's cult following it yeah. was really badly received when it came out it's cult following is said it's like they believe it's a great mystery novel parody yeah. If that's what it was going for, it did not need to be this complicated. Everyone's in Washington, but everyone has a pseudonym. Yeah. But then Mr. Body shows up. Yes. And nobody knows him. He's just been invited. He wasn't the one who invited them. No, he's not even the host. He's like yeah. he's he's also been brought here. Even the even the butler of the house doesn't really know what's happening, but he kinda does. I don't know. Yeah, he got a letter as well 
as what we're supposed to believe at this point. Yeah, which makes no sense. Like, no. <laughs> but anyway, hey, come do butlering at this house. Yeah. Anyway, he he rocks up. Everyone sort of gives uh, Mr. Body the side eye when he comes yeah. in. He's got this great like black suit on. He's pretty good. Yeah, it is really cool. Um, uh, it's it's said that he's here to uh, put an end to some unfortunate liabilities. Uh, is the dialogue is very strange. Uh, but yeah, as you say, he's not the host of the party, which is it's just an added layer of weirdness. It would be so much cleaner yeah. if he was, but... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, they adjourn from dinner to the study, Gareth, and there's, oh, yes. there's a note left on the desk for Wadsworth to read out. Um, Mr. Body's not happy about this. He just tries, yeah. tries to get up and leave. Um, another weird wrinkle here. He like yeah. like runs to the front door and Wadsworth's like, it's locked, you can't leave, all the doors are locked. And then he tries to like get out the conservatory, but there's a scary dog. Yeah. Notably a and different And a lot of rain. Yeah, notably a different breed of dog, what's more. Yeah. It's it's so weird, but there's a scary scary dog in the rain and therefore he can't go out. Whatever. Do rich people just have like front door dogs and then side of house dogs? <laughs> different dogs, yeah. yeah. Different breeds for different zones. Yeah. house different entrances <laughs> if you walk past a house and there's a rottweiler by the front of it you know you're living with fake rich bloody idiots <laughs> yeah fools <laughs> new um, money <laughs> so weird anyway yeah i don't i don't know why it's a different kind of dog from the dog that we've already seen but sure yeah um yeah maybe they just couldn't get the dog back <laughs> dog <laughs> that dog had a busy schedule issues with insurance couldn't get the yeah. dog on payroll anymore and asking too much those dogs yeah. they're just like we'll be in our trailers <laughs> oh poor boy the dog in between those scenes got blacklisted for being a communist oh no tragic story oh yeah communist dogs uh yeah anyway they it was were... years until that dog could be credited again oh <laughs> so oh. sad and his work was so good dog hollywood is even more cutthroat than regular hollywood oh that's that's not even a joke. I bet it is. Yeah. Like, if your dog messes up once, like pees on one thing, it'll never work again. Oh no! I hate that yeah. now. Oh, sorry. You know, like in a, you know, then you can retire off its money off being. <laughs> a, um, that dog money. The musical. <laughs> a live action Broadway version of Up. I want to see that. That's great. Yeah, same. I would love that so much. That'd be awesome. If the if, it, if the Shrek musical is anything to go by, I reckon they could really do the. Uh, the old floating house justice yeah you know, with a bit of broadway magic be pretty sweet yeah. sort it out broadway looking forward to it up yeah <laughs> the musical um yeah so the crew all get together and they they like reconvene after this outburst from mr body they have some brandy uh they wadsworth uh says that he's got to reveal that they're all being blackmailed that's another thing that they all have in common as we uh, yeah we get into the end of great gig and as we go into money we're talking about all the different ways that these people are being blackmailed which i think is a pretty sweet fit honestly like getting money they're having to pay the mm. money to to uh mr body as we'll find out eventually um but yeah wadsworth's like going around all the different people and revealing their secrets and why they're here why they're what they're being blackmailed for basically and i've written it down yeah i've got it here. oh good mr plum his uh, medical license has been revoked after he had a relationship with a patient and yeah. therefore he is paying money to like 
cover that up with within the world health organization otherwise he'd lose his job um yeah miss peacock uh takes bribes and manipulates manipulates her husband who is a senator um so she's been like taking bribes quote in meds but in men's bathrooms uh uh to manipulate her husband you know she's she denies it tooth and nail but so so she's here so (laughs) it must be true um (laughs) Miss Scarlet runs a brothel. Very proud of it. <laughs> like, yeah. Amongst these people. Uh, uh, she's And she's got various, like, cops on the take to keep it under wraps. Uh, but, yeah, the secret's gotten out, apparently. And she's yeah. going to get shut down or whatever. It's, her one's kind of the loosest because she seems, like, really keen to talk about it. Yeah, and apparently everyone in Washington knows about it. So yeah, I can't right? see why whoever's doing the blackmailing would be like, oh but i know about it too so i'll shut you down and she's like yeah. okay <laughs> whatever <laughs> uh colonel mustard uh frequents said brothel um yes while working at the pentagon um and so he's been caught in compromising positions there's photos of him at this brothel and doesn't want that getting out otherwise he'll lose his job yeah. um miss white uh had a ex-husband who mysteriously died uh died under mysterious circumstances um is it revealed here that he was a nuclear physicist i don't actually know but Um, he was uh Uh, maybe but yeah either way he died and apparently was very surprised she's like it was a bit of a shock for him when he died yeah and it's like really heavily implied that she did the murdering yes yeah she's like yeah she uh is she's saying that it definitely wasn't her that killed him uh, but she does. She's paying the bla- the blackmailer to stop the scandal getting out. She doesn't want to get in in the papers that like even yeah. their rumor. Um, also, note her previous husband, who was an illusionist, disappeared. <laughs> yeah, which is and it's like as the movie goes on, she mentions more husbands who have died. Yeah, just and, like boyfriends and stuff. Adds many more husbands. I, she yeah. has a line later where it's like, "How many husbands did you had?" did you have and she said mine or someone else's yeah which is pretty good um mr green gets up and reveals himself before wadsworth can to be a man who works for the state department who is also a homosexual um yeah that's verbatim what he says yes he's not uh not shy about it but he needs to keep it a secret lest he be fired on security grounds apparently um yeah different time the 80s uh yeah very homophobic apparently but there you go he's yeah because then it's like a lot of jokes where the male characters move away and yeah and stuff and even like that's one of the ones that tim curry's character wadsworth's like oh god like really shocked by yeah right like this that's is all... one of the worst ones for him it's like oh okay yeah good <laughs> it's all pretty icky yeah um and then yeah finally mr body is revealed to be the one who is left and he's the one who is blackmailing them all yeah um so there's a bit of a scuffle uh where people run up to him like put him in a headlock and like kick him in the nuts and stuff uh poor mr body uh yeah <laughs> but uh, wadsworth says don't worry about it the, the police are on their way they're gonna we can all reveal to the police mr that uh mr body's been blackmailing all of them and he can go to jail it's all good don't worry they're on their way they'll yeah. be here in 45 minutes um and also this whole conversation is being recorded by Yvette in another room. She's in the mm. billiard room, Gareth, <laughs> with a tape recorder just hanging out. Um, yeah. Just like sort of moving some billiard balls around. <laughs> yeah. Just listening. Yeah. Um, 
But apparently there's a weird line here about audio recording not being admissible as evidence. And I don't think that's true. It might have been at the time. I don't really know. But I feel like it should be. Yeah. Right? You think that to be the most evidence. Yeah. Anyway. Or is that something... No, yeah, because we all wear a wire all the time. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, we're not around... We weren't around in the fake 50s or real 80s. Yeah. So we don't know. It's true. It's, it's impossible to, to tell. Um, anyway, Mr. Body doesn't care about any of this. He's pretty confident uh, that it's all going to be all right. He brings in a, yeah. his suitcase, which is full of a bunch of wrapped presents for everybody, and he hands them out. And each of them have a murder weapon from the board game Clue, <laughs> Gareth, inside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's a rope, a wrench, a knife, a revolver, a uh, lead pipe. Uh, what else? There's one more that I can't remember. Uh, uh, candlestick. That's, there we go. Yes, of course. Yeah. And not really a spoiler, but all of those do get used throughout the film. Yes, which is good. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, so he's handed them all a deadly weapon. I always thought the candlestick was a really weird choice for a yeah. weapon, but fair enough. It's something you'd find in a mansion, so I kind of get it in that context. But Yeah, you could definitely murder someone with it, but like if there's a gun... <laughs> You're right. I don't know. There's better also, choices. The rope. the rope seems really complicated, and even when it does get used later on, yeah. it just feels like way too complicated, and you just had to honour the fact there's a rope in the game. Yeah, you just sort of got to do it like yeah uh, oh well <laughs> it is weird um yeah. but yeah he hands them all out and he's as we're transitioning out of money we're cruising for a bruising here gareth all these <laughs> all these murder weapons are on the scene now uh us and them starts up and we we open them all up and uh body reveals that anyone in the room could kill wadsworth now and none of these secrets get out because yeah. wadsworth has the only key to the house and he's also the only one, like, not implicated in this whole thing. So if they yeah. kill him, they could all walk away and it'll be fine. Um, and that's why he's handed these out. Um, and so he goes over and flicks the light off. And he says, if you kill him right now! And then he flicks the light off. <laughs> and we hear a gunshot. And suddenly we flick the light back on. And Mr. Body is dead on the floor. Yeah. Lying... Well, actually, we hear Pink Floyd. Yeah. But... That, yeah. Well, we see a gunshot. Yeah. There's like a, a, a muzzle flash or whatever, you know. Yeah, so. we're hearing us and them. Yeah. <laughs> this is very murder mystery party at this point. Yes. Like, the light's down, someone's dead, Someone... and... Yeah. This was some pretty cagey, dodgy writing, and the fact that it wasn't obvious how he died. Yeah. it's it, yeah. One of them's a gun, so it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They or even to... the knife or something like that. The rope would have been obvious as well. Yeah. They sort of have... Yeah. Some people are automatically eliminated. Um, <laughs> yeah. Poor Professor Plum, who was handed the revolver as prime suspect, obviously, because he shot... Yeah. The gun went off <laughs> in the dark, you know. <laughs> but he goes over and checks the body. Um, uh, he says he's dead. Yeah. And also he points out that he didn't shoot him. There's no gunshot wound on uh, Mr. Body. Uh, the, in fact, he shot a vase on the nearby wall. Uh, but So he points that out to, <laughs> to say that it wasn't him. Um, yeah. They suspect it could be poison brandy, Gareth. Which yeah. is weird and also not a murder weapon and clue. So we know the audience that that is the truth. <laughs> um, yeah. And because of this, Miss Peacock, who's been drinking the brandy, just starts screaming. To which uh, Mr. Green takes her over to the couch and slaps her across the breast, not the face. Uh, 
Very weird. Hmm. <laughs> nah, nah, don't like it. No, it's no good. And he says, I had no. to calm her down. It's like, what? Anyway, um, yeah, so they, they, she was screaming and is now calm. Suddenly they hear another scream and they all rush to the billiard room. And of course it's um, a vet screaming in there. Yeah. And she's, her, she says that uh, the murderer is one of them and she is frightened because because there's a murderer among them and she also drank the, the brandy, the cognac. So she's worried about dying of poison as well and that's why she screamed. Yeah. And of course, she was listening on the tape to everything. That's why. But it's, it's quite funny. Um, yeah. Very. Ag- I did think, like, is there a tape delay? Why does she scream so late? But then, don't worry, the film's got us. The film takes yeah, care of us for that. It's got it covered. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Wadsworth takes the tape with him back to the study and reveals that he, too, was being blackmailed by uh, Mr. Body after his wife got involved with socialists, Gareth. Yeah. Huge gasp from the crowd. Yes. And uh, then Mr. Body, like, I mean, Wadsworth starts, like, holding back tears. Yeah, it's, it's like, that this is the worst crime of all. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, he says that also that he, Mr. Body, determined that each of them were un-American, and that's why he was blackmailing them. Yeah, because nothing's more American than blackmail. Yeah, than gaining, profiting off of a situation. Mm. <laughs> oh, crazy. <laughs> um... Yes, yeah, th- th- there's a great line again that he would he was going to report uh, uh, his wife, Wadsworth's wife, to the Un-American Activities Committee, <laughs> which is a great thing. <laughs> yeah. Great that that exists. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. he uh, So, Miss Wadsworth said that he invited everyone here, it was him that did it, to uh, basically absolve them of their blackmailer and hand Mr. Body over to the authorities. But things went wrong, because obviously Mr. Body mm. is dead. Um, yes. We get into some Any Colour You Like now, Gareth. I love Any Colour You Like, by the way. It's, like, yeah. one of my favourites now. It's so good. Yeah, it goes... I Like, sometimes On the Run, like, fades in and out as my favourite, but then Any Colour always keeps me. Yeah, man. It's good shit. Yeah. Um, it, it sounds so... I think we might have already talked about this. It sounds so modern. Like, it sounds yeah. like a Diplo kind of... Uh, tropical house kind of vibe to the guitar sound. Yeah, man, it's good. The like yeah. echoey guitar flowing through. It's just a, a sweet, sweet ride. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for a musical journey, you know. Oh, it's, yeah, it's lovely. Uh, anyway, they've got to figure out who the killer is because the police are going to arrive in thirty nine minutes, and if they don't figure out who, they don't hand over a murderer, something's going to go wrong. You know, is yeah. there a time limit in the game clue? I can't remember. Is there like an hourglass in the middle? I think there is. I remember a bloody game of Harry Potter Mystery of Hogwarts never ending. Oh no. You're missing yeah. the hourglass piece perhaps. You need, <laughs> yeah, probably, you need speed clue. I like the idea yeah. of there being a, a time limit on you uncovering who the murderer is. And at the end, you just sort of have to make a guess if you haven't got there yet. Yeah. That's just a good idea for any board game, It just goes unsolved, like most real-life crimes. Yeah. What board games do you reckon would be improved by having a timer? Because board games notoriously take too long, right? Yeah. They're a lot of fun, but a lot of them just go on for ages, right? Honestly, I think the only thing that needs a timer is your friend explaining the board game. Oh, amazing. So true. (laughs) (laughs) So, so true. I can't top that. Yeah, what would be the Pink Floyd board game? Oh, uh, now I did. I meant to ask you this back when we did Jumanji. Completely forgot, and I do have mine actually written down somewhere. Oh, but 
but Let's not see. to hand. It is to hand. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It makes it makes no sense. <laughs> I'm ready okay. for it. Lay it on me. So it's like Jenga. Okay. So it's the wall. It's called the wall. Okay. Good. It looks like the album cover of Pink Floyd's hit album, The Wall. Mm. Um, it's two Jengas. You build a wall around your friend. Your friend builds a wall around you. You try mm. not to knock down either wall and you win once your friend is trapped and can't build any more of your wall. That's great. That's okay. That's a fun game. I'd play that. Yeah. Just... I don't know how it would work. You'd have to be pretty... <laughs> oh, wait. Unless they're little walls. Oh. That no, wait. Then how do you trap your friend? I imagine like giant ass Duplo blocks that you're placing. Yeah. On, you know? I want you to be trapped in a Jenga tower by the yeah. end of it. That's the dream, right? Yeah. Oh it's actually a plot for like um, parents. They get their kids to play in it. And then the kids are quiet because they're stuck in the Jenga towers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just shut them in their towers and it's like, I guess the game's over. And then just leave yeah, them there oh. for a little bit. You know? It's like Sleeping yeah. Lions, you know, that game? Where you just get the, yes. the kids to like, get them to pretend to be Sleeping Lions for a little bit. And whoever does yeah. it the best, boy, they're the winner, you know? Yeah. But man, whoever's this is the quietest and stillest. That is the game that definitely does not need an hourglass function to like, time yeah. it out, you know? Just that game can stretch on ad, ad infinitum as long as you want. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. My pitch. I. The, oh yes for the old uh dark side of the moon board game or the pink floyd board game it'd be dark side of the moon theme for me that's it's great. a regular uh playing board game uh but it's only got 10 spaces and each of the spaces are a song on dark side of the moon like it and you Love just it. go round and round in a circle over and over and over again as a movie plays in the background oh and hold on whoever <laughs> has com- whoever's completed the most rotations by the end of the game but or by the end of the movie wins the game yeah <laughs> that's my pitch so do you roll the dice to move or do you just like <laughs> move at random yeah just one okay. dice one six-sided dice yeah <laughs> it's a journey that's around so good. that's like the cornflakes of board games like <laughs> other than the movie side of it. it sucks so bad it's like <laughs> worse than snakes and ladders which i feel like is maybe the like proto board game yeah you know you're just going from one end to another (laughs) (laughs) oh i would also like a board game based on the kerfuffle they had with the cover of uh animals where the inflatable pig got away oh i like that so you're playing a board game let's just make it the same cornflakes board game where you just roll a dice and move those squares and that's it sure yeah but you're the board game the get board itself is a rapidly inflating pig yeah like you've got a whoever's got the furthest by the time the pig has floated out of your window wins. <laughs> how do you even tell <laughs> the, it's if, an honor system if the board g- <laughs> if the board game has disappeared out of your window how do you tell the winner <laughs> that's great that's a great way to yeah. sell board games yeah oh, and man. ruin the environment <laughs> unless all the pigs are trained to come back to me and then i deflate them repackage oh, them and sell it again ingenious how do you train yeah. a pig balloon <laughs> i don't know <laughs> It's full of bees. Yeah, it's for the boffins to work out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. Well, we'll be releasing some of those as merch, no doubt, in the future. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, if old Pink Floyd let us do that. We just rebrand everything to Sink Floyd and it'll be fine. Um, yeah. Yes. So, uh, yes, time limit on on solving the murder. Good-o. Um, the only mm. other potential person in the house that could have done any of this is the cook. So they, the all, cook. they all rush over to the kitchen um only to find her dead 
in in the meat locker with a knife in her back um yeah person holding the knife uh, says it couldn't have been them because they dropped it when they fainted it was miss peacock i believe um yeah yeah they very unceremoniously uh, drag her body to the study lots of lots of yeah. body dragging in this movie <laughs> actually feels weirdly it's not so much this scene but one later where the pink floyd playing did make me feel like these people are being awful to these dead bodies yeah but when you're watching the movie itself with all it's like mischief music playing it's just like oh yeah it's probably fine yeah yeah a more mouse hunt kind of relief there you know yeah same kind of same kind of vibe um yes so they prop them up here uh on couches and stuff and um yeah unfortunately when they get back though mr mr body's body is gone he's not there anymore. this is an extra convoluted thing that really didn't need to be in the movie but hey it's here uh (laughs) Yeah, so they presumed that he wasn't dead at all and was sort of faking it, and so they all go look for him. Mrs. Peacock at this point has excused herself to go to the bathroom, uh, and brain damage starts up as we see her going to the bathroom, and Mr. Body's body falls out onto her. Uh, yeah. He's been re-killed. <laughs> um, needlessly complicated. This time, So complicated, so silly. This time he's been killed by the candlestick, uh, which has been yeah. propped up above the bathroom door, and it falls on Wadsworth's head. Um, very silly. But why? Why do they have to use the <laughs> same guy twice? It's so weird and needlessly complicated that he would pretend to be dead and then like hide away and come back it makes very little sense especially to be the next victim like if it was way later and maybe if he got a chance to still be alive and he's like the person who tried to kill me was and then bonk or something yeah that would have been much better yeah it had that payoff like the this they do that a little bit later with the vet and it is yes. much better um but yeah ah oh, man it's just it's just so complicated um yeah so here they arrange the bodies on the sofa like propped up around and wadsworth makes the call to lock all the weapons away in a cupboard uh which is a good plan <laughs> you know what? yeah get rid of them uh, and he's like i'll hide the key it's fine but they all want him to throw away the key gareth uh yeah notably in the song lock the door and throw away the key is a lyric yes uh has played slightly before this scene i'm a little bit frustrated yeah and it doesn't it, there's plenty of key nonsense throughout this film yes but um none of it never lines up matches it gets to that line yeah yeah such a shame uh mm. yeah we get into eclipse and as we're going to uh throw the key away uh but there's a random guy at the door there's just a dude out here and he's like needs to use the phone because his car got stranded yeah and they all have a little discussion amongst themselves trying to be like ah oh, should we let this guy in and they're like okay yeah so they send him to the lounge where uh wadsworth locks him in uh it's all so complicated uh so here yeah. wadsworth's like okay you guys still want me to throw the key away is like they're like yes and so they do that they throw the cupboard key out into the yard annoyingly they do it over eclipse and not brain damage <laughs> yeah but hey that's okay um they have a little discussion and no one's allowed to leave because they might be the murderer and might be able to get away, you know? Even though the door's, like, yeah. unlocked now, they resolve that none of them can leave. Um, uh, but, yeah, end of playthrough number one here. We're just winding up, basically. Uh, I, there's a line from Colonel Mustard that I enjoy when he, like, goes and checks on the corpses. He's like, he's like just checking, two corpses, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, but, yeah, there's... Uh, th- th- 
playthrough two starts up and there's like a, a bit that's like a sort of who's on first kind of confusion bit that plays out about whether or not there's anyone else in the house wadsworth ne- st- never gives a straight answer there's a lot of double negative use and things like that it's very silly yeah very silly i don't know if i like i I'm, i can appreciate a good who's on first style yeah confusing double negative stuff but i didn't really dig this one i was just like all right hurry up yeah i'm with you like the fact that they do it and then come back to it later like that yeah like there's a a bit about (laughs) a bit of plot and then they come back and keep going and it's like oh yeah um wait i had more fun lines yeah (laughs) the writer went home wrote more of it and then they had to fit it in even though they'd filmed that scene (laughs) they should just shot shot some more they had some extra left over oh man (laughs) we're gonna use all of this film yeah (laughs) so much um but yes the insurance people won't let us not use it (laughs) i do love the idea that this film was just completely run by the insurance agents and they had like final say on basically everything that's it would make a lot of sense yeah how like the fact it's based on a very well selling board game right also feels like something an insurance agency and no shade to the creatives and insurance agencies by the way okay um if anyone knows my history working in them but like <laughs> lots of creative people but like it does feel like not the creatives like some sort of uh underwriter being like well yeah. it's a very safe safe bet people like board game here is movie <laughs> movie board game it is the first one you know so that's fairly yeah. innovative right like yeah and one of the only one of the few really yeah well this paved the way for jumanji which we've covered and then like yeah. i guess zathura <laughs> Oh yeah, but both of those were reversed. They were short stories that then they made movies and then board games. Ah, yeah. There was Battleship. Yeah, I, I've, I wanted to steer clear of Battleship. <laughs> you just didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, I can't believe that that's a real movie that got made. It's kind of wild. If they like made it like an alien invasion kind of thing versus what really versus the army. Yeah, it's it's like kind of yeah. <sighs> oh, and it has Rihanna in it. It does have Rihanna in it maybe it's my new favorite movie maybe <laughs> anyway there's a song uh, anyway oh, i just want her to sing about battleships and she's like e- yeah e7 <laughs> yeah be great um yeah so uh we're getting breathe as that's a game that needs a timer by the way if it doesn't oh my god battleship yeah fair or like... the opposite where the grid is infinity so it could be any number or oh whatever there's an and endless the ocean game takes years yeah <laughs> <laughs> shit that's the worst i think that's what they call like world war <laughs> where they're trying yeah. to find like secret subs you know <laughs> oh my god um yeah breathe play through two here we go uh yeah we got the colonel suggests that they split into peers and search the house if to find out if there is anyone else here that could have done it because they're wary of that there could be a secret murderer hiding in one of the rooms so it was kind of unclear to me on the first play that that's what was happening here but it leads to like a sort of scooby-doo uh sequence where they search the house um yeah there is a good line here uh, again from the colonel about um having a <laughs> if you're making an omelet you have to break a few eggs and then miss peacock responds then why is the cook dead <laughs> which is amazing um yeah but yeah they draw lots to determine their partners uh, a classic move with the yeah, world's... this is a classic move. Oh, sorry, you're probably about to say it too. The world. This is the. No, you go, go. Go for it. <laughs> I actually we might be saying different things, so I think I know what you're going to talk about. All right, what are you saying? 
Oh, I feel like you're about to talk about how they're the world's longest matches. Yes. Right? Yeah, those matches are so long. Like, safe. Yeah, I'll true. Give you that. Massive, So though. safe. So big. Anyway, what were you going to say? Um, They really make a meal out of this. They, they explain the whole way that you chop matches or straws or something. Oh, yeah. And they show you it in full detail, then explain it to you, then slowly show everyone drawing. Um, yeah. It's a really extended sequence, yeah. In yeah. case, like, somehow this is more complicated, more explained than the concept of Clue, the board game. Yeah. Like, if I'm explaining oh how to play Clue, I'm not going to spend ages talking about drawing lots, Gareth. It's like, I feel if like anything, I'd spend less time. Yeah, this movie is the drawing lots adaptation, not the Clue adaptation. For real, though. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, yes. That- like, it's also interesting because... This was, um, they do, like, it's one unbroken shot as they draw them and see yep. what team they're in. And, and I've put interesting in heavy quotation marks. So they actually did just draw them by picking up the matches, remembering where in the hand they were. Right. That's kind of yeah, cool. So there's no room for error. But, like, I thought the reason they made such a meal of this was that they were going to, like, it actually was randomly selected and the writers had to work from that. But that, nah. That would have been cooler, honestly. Yeah. But no, they're like paired for most comedic effect, really, I yeah. think is the deal. But it's, it's lame. The pairings, in fact, are um, Colonel Mustard is with Miss Scarlet, Mr. Green is with yeah. Yvette, uh, Wadsworth is with Mrs. White, and Professor Plum is with Mrs. Peacock. So there yeah. you go. Um, creepily, Mr. Miss Professor Plum goes over to Miss Peacock and says, it's you and me, honey bunch. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. It yeah. is so pointless and such a weird thing for Christopher Lloyd to say. Yeah. Oh, I would I would want to know why this is in the movie. It's so <laughs> weird. It just it, it it's like right at the end of this long shot. It could be an ad lib, but it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst thing. Um It's probably one of those things he just ad libbed it because he knew they had the take, but because he kept moving and the camera was following him, they couldn't cut until he was still, and that's probably when he immediately says it. Oh. And then they're stuck using it. Oh, it's so bad. Anyway, yeah. it's in the film. Um they they go off and then they search their respective rooms based on the length of their matches, just so you know. Um Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, for uh anyone else that might be in the house. Um over on the run. We're getting some real oogie boogie vibes, Gareth, as they're yeah. exploring the house. Um, very Scooby Doo, and I love Scooby Doo. Yeah, so. it is. It is very Scooby Doo. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a, a great bit with um, a vet and Mister Green standing at the stairs to the attic, being like, "You go first. You go first. And Mister Green's like, "All right, I'll go first. And then neither of them move. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a long shot on them, which I really enjoy. Um, there's a, they eventually cut back to them and she Yvette does this really ungainly walk up the stairs as well mm. which i love um but yeah everyone's very suspicious of their partnered pair obviously because they might get yeah. killed which is the the key worry here yeah um, the entirety of on the run plays as they don't actually go into any of their rooms yeah. they all just cowardly or like scaredly stand by the door yeah awkwardly around and then yeah. yeah we get the crash sound and that doesn't really align with anything other than them being scared <laughs> yeah and yeah again same again with the clocks going off it's sort of just miss scarlet going over to check behind a curtain and that's it um yeah yeah it's not not great not a great showing for our, our talking points in the album you know no Ugh, god damn it 
Mm. Uh, we get a shot of a police car rocking up on the house who's investigating this stalled car outside with nobody in yeah. it. Yeah. So, so not the police that have been called, it's just a guy. Just a random car was. random cop nearby. Yeah. A poli- uh, traffic cop or something. Um, meanwhile, uh, we get a couple of shots of a gloved hand uh, burning all the evidence from the notes and the fire yeah. and the tapes and everything. And they also unlock the cupboard with the weapons, Gareth. This creepy gloved hand. Who could it be? Very the Sting vibes, honestly. Yeah. Same kind of deal. Or like... Speed Racer? Didn't Speed Racer have a glove? Did it? a weird glove. Oh, man. One of those kind of like... Very much like a 60s cartoon, like a glove. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of um, The Spirit, actually. (laughs) Sorry. Oh. Way different. (laughs) A movie we haven't covered or I haven't and I haven't seen. We've never mentioned the spirit. Oh my god. I forgot all about the spirit. And I'll never mention the spirit again. (laughs) See ya. Goodbye, spirit. (laughs) Just blew through our podcast. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, yeah. So who could this mysterious person be? Anyway, um there's a secret panel in the fireplace rotating around. And this master this uh gloved attacker comes up and kills the the driver guy who yeah with a with the wrench here in the lounge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> write it down in your little book um <laughs> and uh yeah the colonel and miss scarlet immediately find uh this same secret passage and uh, where the murderer has uh killed this person and gotten away what's more somehow yeah um with the, with the door being locked amazing um yeah uh and yeah they they end up in the lounge with the dead body freak out uh everyone else like sort of runs out and hears them screaming um but of course uh wadsworth has lost the key in this transition he doesn't have the key to this door anymore someone's taken it um and he so he tries breaking down the door with his shoulder charge and it fails (laughs) yeah very great physical comedy here good stuff from tim curry honestly he like from here on in the movie, he's so manic, and it's really fun to watch. Oh my honestly. god, this is when you're getting what you paid with, paid with, what's worth, <laughs> when you, what you paid for with a Tim Curry. Like, Absolutely. Uh, it's, I feel like we, I thought we'd be going into this with an hour of solid how much we love Tim Curry, but we've been very restrained. It's true, I do love Tim Curry. He's. I love Tim Curry too. He's bloody great in everything. Uh, do you have a favourite Tim Curry role? Absolutely yes. It is... Uh, him as long john silver in muppets treasure island game oh yeah where he hams it up so much surrounded by muppets and it's the greatest thing recorded to film i will say this i don't think anyone's been with the muppets and not looked really cool and good like jason sagal yep and amy was amy adams yes yes Yes. amy adams i think great in that recent i think that's right um michael kane and muppets christmas carol even like i used to Yes. I slept. I couldn't sleep really well as a kid, and the Muppet Show was on really, really late. So I'd come down at like yeah. one a.m., two a.m., and watch like old Muppet Show episodes from the seventies. Prince nice. and Johnny Cash were so Whoa. good on the Muppet Show. Like that made me a Prince fan. That put Prince on my radar. Hell yeah, how good he was. Oh yeah. man, I'm gonna have to look that up. I want to know what Prince was they... doing on the Muppet Show. <laughs> <laughs> they dare him or something to write a song about a breakfast, and then yeah. they. Um, he's like, oh, I, I can do any song. And they're like, all right, write about my breakfast. It's Raspberry Beret or something like that. And he just like turns to the camera with his amazing prince, like pouted lips and raises an eyebrow. And it's just like, I was like, I will now worship at the prince <laughs> altar for yes. the rest of my life. 
show me his symbol and I will itch it on my forehead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Amazing. I need to, yeah. I need to see this now. Uh, it, yeah, and it, Johnny Cash counts in his songs by going one, two, a boy named Sue. Oh, so good. Yeah. Is he with the band, the Muppet band? I can't, I can't remember that. Okay. From my weird memory itchings. Tell us your favourite uh, Muppets moment, if you can, listeners. Yeah. Let us know. Um, what was... But my favourite... Yeah. Sorry, we've got to back out Circle of this back. tangent at a time. Tangent within a tangent. <laughs> Here we go. It's not safe to jump from one tangent from a tangent within a tangent back to your regular podcast folks absolutely it's like in that's how we've got a, yeah we, that's how podcasters get injured <laughs> it's true yeah. busted bust a lung <laughs> yeah oh my god okay who's what's your favorite um, tim curry role uh it's frankenfurter good call classic yeah my parents um i feel like i might have already talked about this or i should save this for if we do rocky horror but um, oh yeah my parents would only let me watch uh part of their rocky horror vhs as a kid <laughs> I wonder so why. So they'd put it on. <laughs> well, now I know. <laughs> they'd put it on and would get up to Time Warp. Yeah. And then sometimes would get into str- Sweet Trans... Uh, is it Sweet Transvestite? Yeah. I think... Is the, yeah. I feel like there's the, the, the song about the Frankenstein in between. The, um, the like, his rock son that he makes before Rocky. Uh, that's, that's after. Yeah. Oh, that's after? That, okay. That plot line I had no idea about. I didn't know anything about the real... Um, oh, wow. Rocky, the character Rocky Horror. <laughs> So yeah, I genuinely thought I'd seen the whole of Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, and then uh, years later, I sat down with my parents when I was like a late teenager to watch it, and yeah, there's a full extra hour of it. Oh my god! That I did not know about. Amazing. Um, and for ages, I was like, I hate that second hour, and then I rewatched it last year. And I was like, I love this whole movie. It's so good. The second part it's is so probably is like maybe the best bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh. It was honestly because it didn't have the songs that I ah, like grew up listening to. True. Strong bangers yeah. at the start of Rocky Horror, I will admit. Oh, like, yeah. And, like, yeah, the songs later on get more and more, like, ballady, which is fair. Yeah. You know? Oh, man. Can't wait to cover that, oh. though, on the show eventually. Yeah. Damn. Great movie. And my final Tim Curry fact is he played the judge... Oh. In um, a live production of The Wall in the 90s. Wow. The Wall being um, Pink Floyd's album. Nice. Yeah. He would love, yeah, so he he'd sung, crush that. Um, the Trial. Yeah. Oh, sick. That's yeah. awesome. So that's his Pink Floyd uh, connection. Sweet. Lock it in. Yeah. Mark it on the Locked graph. In. Mark it on the clue <laughs> sheet. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so, good old shoulder charging, Tim Curry. Here we go. Uh, we're back in. We're back in the <laughs> we're show. Back. Ah. We, we're real back. We're safe. I've missed you, Clue. No podcasters were harmed in the making of yeah. that interlude. Um, yeah, so, Yvette rocks around and grabs the gun from the now-opened cupboard and fires it. Yeah. It trips over someone and fires it into the air, um, hitting the chandelier, which will fall in a minute, and yeah. uh, shoots the door open, shoots the, uh, the handle off the door. Uh, freeing uh, Sc- uh, Scarlet and Mustard, and they come on out. And then, yeah, the chandelier falls directly behind Colonel Mustard, freaking him out, but, <laughs> but killing no one. Um, yeah, I loved that, because I generally thought, like, well, he's going to die now. It's true, yeah. I love that it comes yeah. back <laughs> as a bit in one of the endings. It's great. Yeah. Um, I w- <laughs> it's, it, makes, it makes a strong case for that ending being canon. Um, but, yeah, so... Yvette reveals uh, that the cupboard was already unlocked when she went to get the gun, so she is not the killer, obviously. 
uh, yeah. she wasn't the one to unlock it. Um, our friend the cop arrives at this moment after the chandelier has hit the floor, uh, ringing the bell, just as uh, we're back at uh, Time, this is the song yeah. playing, and the, that r- ringing the bell ch- signals the change in time. Uh, the like yeah. it slows down perfectly when that happens. Like it's like it's cool because it makes everyone like look to the door and you just like get into the smooth, slowed down bit of time. It was, it was sweet. I like that. Yeah. Good. Little- oh my gosh, I forgot to mention the best thing. Oh I shit! Was still thinking about Muppets. <laughs> um, oh no! Circle back. When the chandelier does fall behind Colonel Mustard, mm. um, Pink Floyd's saying "Come up behind you again." Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That is a good sync. Oh. Hey. Thanks. Woo. Uh, yeah, so our boy, the cop, is here. Um, uh, everyone denies that anything suspicious is going on, except for Mr. Green, who is like, yes. <laughs> yeah. The, I do really enjoy his, like, yes and, while everyone else is like, no, 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 nothing to see here. <laughs> it's very strong. Um, mm. But yeah, there's a good another good bit from uh, Tim Curry where he's trying, they're running out of rooms where they can send people. Yeah. So he like stumbles over different rooms. He's like, no, I can't go there. Uh, go to go to the library. <laughs> library. Um, just wait there. And uh, so it sends him off there, locks him in. Um, and there's some suddenly the the house gets a call from someone that we don't yeah. know, and the cop answers it because he's in the room with the phone. <laughs> yeah, one of the only rooms still with a phone. So weird that this plays out this way as well. It's I think it's like so that we, it isn't revealed about who's really on the end of the phone to the audience or something i don't know it's weird but yeah um who who is on the on the end of the phone is the head of the fbi j edgar hoover who probably was the head of the fbi at the time i don't know um yeah that probably is to date when it's supposed to take place yeah but uh, i know nothing about j edgar hoover. neither do i a lot of these jokes i feel like would have played a lot better in the 80s where people had heard of yeah. this guy <laughs> um oh yeah he definitely would have been in the 50s because it was set yeah yeah died in 72 okay yeah so he was the the fbi head at the time period the film's set in so but i feel like people would have like maybe known about it right like cold war stuff etc so now we've got to talk about the worst part of the movie which is what happens next uh yeah the the cop is led by mr green into the the, uh, rooms with the dead bodies and they've been staged to be making out with various house guests and uh, it's just so gross dude like yeah it's no it's no good in no situation has this ever (laughs) been okay in a movie or otherwise for that matter yeah actually yeah real life even worse yeah uh yeah Yeah. making out with these corpses to try and like trick the cop into being like oh it's just people having fun at this party but yeah because i guess the argument is like awkwardness is enough to make a police officer stop suspecting things i guess so yeah it's yeah it's just so icky and terrible in every way at least um you see from a side view like uh mustard kissing um the cook's body while peacock moves her arms around yeah and the look on their face is just a beautiful look of horror complete terror is exactly how the audience feels as well it's yeah at least you kind of like at least they're not like well we're getting away with it and yeah yeah it's like it is um without it it was with all the mischief music that normally played yeah or i think it's like an old tony rock song playing 
it's like you kind of get like oh it's fun you know you're not going to jail but then with the pink floyd you're like they should go to jail just for this mm. Pink floyd make it so much more serious yeah it's just it yeah. just wrote it like it <laughs> i wouldn't say that it ruins it but it like <laughs> it, it really paints how messed up this is in a much clearer light than if it yeah. if, like comedy music was playing for sure oh <laughs> yeah and it's almost like pink floyd walking in the room and being like Y'all are all accessories to murder, by the way. <laughs> In case you forgot, this yeah. situation's fucked. <laughs> Pink Floyd here. Uh, bearers of bad news. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid. And then they walk out and walk into another film and just point out, you're all bad people. Yeah. This happens right at the tail end of Great Gig as well, so it's like very yeah. sombre singing. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, it, luckily, we go into the next room and, like, the uh, Professor Plum and Miss Scarlet make out, sure, much more wholesome. But um, yeah. uh, our dead body in this room has sort of uh, been arranged to look like a drunk with a hat covering, lopsided on his head, covering his head wound and holding, like, a bottle yeah. of brandy, I guess, or whiskey. Um, a couple of jokes about him being dead drunk. Ay, yeah. It's, yeah. Don't it's, let him drive home. It's like, don't worry, he won't be driving. Yeah, it's. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I could take it or leave these scenes. Honestly, I'd I'd rather yeah. they were not here, but yeah, whatever. It's interesting because the cop like is obviously not very good at his like investigating. Yeah, but he yeah. also weirdly mentions that he's off duty on the phone later. Yeah, which makes no sense because he's fully <laughs> in uniform he's and super on duty. Maybe <laughs> he was going parking. home. Oh like, yeah. He was like on his way home, sees this car, suspicious. Oh, whatever. I'll go in and check it out. He should yeah. really call it in. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's actually probably it. That's probably the line that is why he didn't call it in. It's just because he was just being a good Samaritan. Yeah. The person who's doing his job correctly. <laughs> True enough. Oh, uh, we're going to move on from this horrible uh, macabre yeah. scene. And uh, Wadsworth has had dialogue on the phone he's caught up with uh the with hoover on the on the yeah. phone and um yeah basically a bit of back and forth between the cop about like being very surprised that nothing illegal has been spotted by the cop <laughs> uh yeah whatever yeah <laughs> um uh yeah so they send the cop in so that he can call in the situation with the with the driver uh well like with the car that's empty and um yeah they split off back into their peers again and yeah. uh, explore the house over money. Uh, it's weird that they do this twice, but, you know. Um, it's weird it's split up as well. Like, yeah. It, it, I don't know. Let an, yet another needless complication in this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're like, okay, everyone, let's get back to playing the game of Clue. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the Colonel Mustard and uh, Miss Scarlet find yet another secret passage, uh, mm. something that lines up again with the board game. And... Um, Meanwhile, someone else, a uh, gloved mystery person, goes and um, turns the lights out in the house at the main breaker. Yeah. And um, everyone, we get shots of everyone being spooked in the dark. This is all very Scooby-Doo as well. People being frightened oh, yeah, by sure. like banging open windows and stuff like that. Very funny. Um, and yeah, Yvette is talking to someone that we that is off screen for us and she's saying oh the, I was spotted by someone who knows me and then she gets murdered with the rope uh it pulls forwards into the camera basically uh, yeah very weird again as you say kind of like lassoed almost with this noose yeah 
this is yeah this is when i was like the rope is a terrible weapon <laughs> it's but a, you have to you, it's in your contract to use it yeah it's a really crappy <laughs> murder yeah. weapon um uh, she also fr- loses her terrible french accent for this scene oh yeah maybe she, yeah. it like goes to show that she was like undercover the whole time or whatever she was yeah. in on everything um but yeah the the cop also gets killed with this with the lead pipe a good bit yeah. with the lead pipe um, pressing down the uh, hang-up button. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> yeah. on the, phone. the receiver. Is, no, the receiver is the thing you talk into. I can't remember what it, that little button's called. We're uh, young. We use cell phones. And even then, we just use them to I definitely record podcasts. definitely used a rotary phone before, though. Or like a, a phone like this, where like you press oh, yeah. a button down to hang up. But I just don't know if that has an actual name um anyway <laughs> that happens <laughs> i just proved myself to be such an idiot but whatever um that's all right if anyone tries to correct us they're old yeah take that yeah. boomers um the <laughs> doorbell rings inexplicably again and there's a singing telegram girl yeah singing away who gets shot with the revolver because it's the only remaining murder weapon not used um great yeah this is definitely like a last minute addition to the plot so weird anyway yeah, yeah. A, again a very like cartoony uh thing that's happening what? yeah uh so they all wadsworth runs downstairs and switches the lights back on and everyone reconvenes in the entryway uh to discover <laughs> whether there's been three more murders they go around the house looking like very dejected at this point honestly yeah. looking at these bodies and just sort of go like oh no <laughs> um yeah. it's interesting i reckon they've put this in a different order to how it was scripted oh yes because they see a vet first and they're just like unsurprised like oh, yeah okay. and then they feel they look shocked at the other two yeah which doesn't read like the person they know best being murdered it should have been the third one they look at where they're just like Ugh, another one yeah right it should have been the girl at the yeah. door that they're like oh okay um yeah which they kind of do and that they'd like drop her body in with the others but yeah so ungracefully yeah a very good black comedy gag yeah it's also quite upsetting yeah not bad though like that's a pretty good bit um yeah yeah it's (laughs) it's interesting to think about like they could have potentially shot this movie in a way where they've just collected all these different murders they've shot like each character getting murdered in a way and then assembled a film out of each thing that they've shot maybe like yeah. puzzle piece style that would have been pretty cool as Ooh, a concept for a yeah. movie but i don't think that happened but <laughs> I, w- I wish that it did um uh yeah so the we go and discover the the body of the telegram singer and then yeah drop her off um so and then what... we get into 10 minutes of wadsworth explaining what we've already seen yeah so he says i've, I've figured it out i've cracked it cracked it boys um here we go i'll walk you through it step by step and yeah he recreates the entire movie that we've seen up until this point just tim curry like if you're in a hurry skip ahead to one out eight minutes of this movie and you're you're sweet yeah man got the whole thing recapped in a hurry with tim curry that's the name (laughs) of the sequence of the movie uh it's bloody good um i he loves it he's having a great time yeah uh, everyone else is getting really frustrated i do love the detail of him running from every room that they've been when he's talking about yeah. them he has to be in that room which is what you do yeah. in clue and also it's very like oh yeah it's very scooby-doo uh 
just running around, opening doors, flying around, you know? It's the yeah. same kind of vibe, yeah. It's great stuff. He definitely loves acting, Tim Curry. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt in any of his roles. Like, there's that argument, this great, I think it was a Vulture article about, like, does Christian Bale enjoy acting? Oh, I don't think he does. Because he, he's so good at it, but he clearly, like, makes it so miserable for himself. It, this is, it portrays a certain sense of self-loathing, right, Christian Bale, yeah. from basically every performance I've seen him in. It's like, he doesn't look like he's ever having fun. Tim Curry no. looks like he's always having fun. That's why exactly, we love him. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, um, Tim Curry as Batman. <laughs> please. Oh my god. <laughs> Tim Curry is the Joker, though. For real. Oh, yeah. That would have been sick. Um, yeah, we got any colour you like instrumental kicking in when where uh he hits the gong i like that like yeah. when he's talking about them announcing dinner with the hit of the gong anyway um yeah so he outlines everything that's happened um and it's so convoluted i think i've missed mm. several things but it involves mr body pretending to be dead and certain characters not being in the room in certain scenarios uh meaning that they are liable for the murders and things like that. So that he's like, I know yeah. who wasn't here when we went in to see Yvette, etc. I'm pretty sure they all were there, like shot, you know? This is something I did mean to look at for my next, for my rewatch with the Pink Floyd, but I forgot. <laughs> oh, well, it's like, I'm pretty sure yeah. none of these details really matter. It's just crazy <laughs> manic running around with Tim Curry. He's just yeah. outlining everything that we've seen. It's very silly. Um, we do get a bit of new information, like um, Colonel Mustard's parents, who he said were dead, are alive. Yes. And he made all his money by being a war profiteer, which I think is a very interesting dark angle for this movie. Yeah, extra layer of messed up. Um, yeah. Uh, and also, um, when he says, because he sold radios, um, I think peacock says a lot of our good men airmen died and that's just when pink floyd is saying the old man died mm. like the old man died in war nice that's a sweet yeah, sink that's a good sink yeah uh another mustardy sink by the way mustard's listening in he's the he's yeah. the pink floyd listener for the film for sure um, yeah absolutely yeah so more convoluted plot information has dropped we've got like yvette and the cook were both accompli accomplices to body or uh, accomplices to the murderer anyway yeah uh they, so everyone that came to the house tonight was involved in this situation they all have connections um the cook worked for miss peacock which is why she said that she liked the soup earlier <laughs> yeah which is weird uh but anyway that's a connection um the key to the cupboard was also switched out at some point but any one of them could have done that apparently yeah um with because they're all crowded around the door when the driver arrived and that's when it happened yeah, um, and just like any one of them could gra grabbed the gun that was smashed under the, um, or underneath the smashed chandelier. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. There's also Miss White, her, this is, I think, where it's revealed that her husband was a, a nuclear physicist and Mustard yeah. was working on a fusion bomb. <laughs> He's up to a lot of stuff, this boy. <laughs> He's a busy man, yeah. yeah. Um, the mo yeah, the motorist that came to the door worked for Colonel Mustard and had info, uh, info about him being a war profiteer. So he has motive for murder there. Um, yeah. The cop was on take, uh, on, for Scarlet, Miss Scarlet, who, um, she, like he was, uh, hiding her secret that, yeah. that she was running a brothel, successful brothel <laughs> business. Um, uh, the singing telegram girl was connected to Mr. Uh, Professor Plum, who was the patient that he had an affair with. And yeah. is the person, yeah. 
So there's the connection there. Um, You've done very well because all of these, we have to, yeah, we have to cleanly rule out all of these bits of exposition did happen at this point in the film yeah. because we're about to get very head trippy. Oh yeah. It's, it's super yeah. quick fire, all this information. So <laughs> it's like flew at me hard and fast and I'm like, ah, <laughs> frantically writing it all down. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, basically body knew about everyone that was involved here. Everyone that yeah. came to the house was all like body planned this all or whatever. He brought everyone here and, um, he split everyone up when the murderer came and burned all the evidence you know, that happened. Like, well, the, that was uh, uh, Colonel Mustard. Sorry, the murderer. Oh, yeah, Colonel Mustard definitely, yeah. Yeah, he split them all up. And at that time, someone came and burned the evidence. So that could have been someone that split off for them because it was dark and uh, also killed all the remaining people with the lights off. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So as they're discussing so, all this, um, yes. we briefly get the Jehovah's Witness character oh, yeah i forgot about him <clears throat> it's just a man in a hat comes around he's like armageddon is coming for y'all and they're like yeah we're all gonna die there's a murderer go away and they just yeah. slam the door in his face which is great um but yeah that's also set up here uh as part of the recreation um the electricity gets switched off here and at this yeah. point in the movie we are at a crossroads gareth because from here on there are three different endings to the yes. movie that have played. So, when this film aired in 1985 in the cinema, they shipped three different versions to cinemas, each with a different ending. Sick. And, so cool. Yeah, for a home video, you can get them all in a row. Yeah. Um, and I think for Blu ray, you can choose which ending, or all in a row, or a random ending. Mm. That's so crazy. So, we wanted to, yeah, we wanted to give you the proper clue sync, because, like, Yes. Who would we be if we didn't honour these different endings? Yeah, yeah. Because this is how they wrote the film initially. When, if they were writing it to sync with Pink Floyd, this would have been when Pink Floyd would have been most on their minds. Exactly. So, we're now going to sync <laughs> ending one, then ending two, then ending three. Yeah. This is a... And I think give you different ratings for each three. Yes, this is the split off point for our discussion. Uh, this happens at 2.25 in uh, timestamp in any colour you like. Um, yeah. And so... One we... hour, 18 minutes, 59 seconds into the movie as well. Yes. So we yeah. loop back to the start every time the lights get switched back on. And that's our resync point for this movie, just yeah. so you know. Um, also, yeah. that happens after... Home. For endings two and three, if you're watching on the VHS copy or the Blu-ray copy... Um, it you it syncs from the title card that explaining yeah. like this is what happened maybe as well you know that kind of thing um so yes ending one <laughs> here we, okay here we go ending a as it as it was called in the cinema uh we've got oh, okay uh the one person that wasn't with the crew was um yvette she was acting under the orders of someone she was mm. so she did the first couple of murders she murdered murdered mr body in the dark and then also murdered the cook when masked by Miss Peacock's scream. Um, yeah. We get into brain damage and we find out that it was Miss Scarlet who had, who Yvette worked for. She was one of the prostitutes, presumably. Um, yeah. And she committed the remaining murders. She killed Yvette to, to guard her uh, secret and the cop and also the singing telegram girl. And there you go. She did all the rest. As proof, she reveals the revolver that's missing inside her purse. So she's yeah. the one. Um, 
yeah she she aims to basically continue this blackmail scheme for her own gain from now on basically she's yeah because she, even though yeah it was an open secret that she ran a brothel she her real mystery her real power is secrets yeah absolutely which I really enjoyed. Yeah, it's, it's it's a good... I like that take on this ending, honestly. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, she's going to bully them for their, like... Uh, blackmail them for their government secrets and information rather than their money. And also, in this ending, of course, communism and being un-American was a, a red herring. It was, it was yeah, a trick. Yeah, another great little pun. Yeah, very good. That loses a lot when you hear it three times. Yes, anyway. it's true. It, it, yeah, NB... The red hearing is always communism in each of the endings, yeah. which is a good bit to carry through, I think. But yeah, the joke doesn't land yeah. that well if you hear it. It three would have been funny in the eighties at like leaving the cinema, but when you just hear it three times, yeah. like you're watching, you've seen the same comedian working on his set. Yeah, mic. it's like, kind of oh. weird. A lot of the just same jokes actually carry over between these endings as well. So yeah, yeah that's true. It's kind of kind of interesting. Um, but Paul Wadsworth, of course, doesn't have any government secrets, so he is the only loose end remaining and will get shot by the revolver. Mm. But ho ho ho, uh, did I count five shots or six, Gareth? Because this revolver, Wadsworth's pretty sure that there's been six shots fired, so it's all good. Yeah. He's not worried. Um, is this a Dirty Harry reference? Potentially. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's so... Like, they don't play into it at all, and they play into some other references, yeah. other reference really soon. So, it might just be a coincidence. Maybe. It was, yeah. I was Maybe counting it. guns is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, suddenly, it, we won't find out, because the cops just suddenly storm the building, along with yeah. uh, the Jehovah's Witness guy we saw from earlier, who turns out to be Hoover, the chief of the FBI. Here he is, yeah. in the flesh. Um, and they come in and arrest uh, Scarlet. Uh, Wadsworth's done a very weird move where he like put the revolver behind her back <laughs> but yeah. anyway um, he uh, fires off the gun as we get into Eclipse and there indeed was a bullet left so he was in danger um, and this yeah. drops the chandelier directly behind Mr. Green as a recurring joke uh, yeah yeah good stuff honestly. and then there's a very 80s freeze frame yeah just when the vocals kick in for clips and yeah it's good stuff freeze frame would cut to the credits what did you think how did it sink ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, um this is hard because now i've got to think back to the whole film mm. knowing i have to do it again three times yes um and i don't want to give away what i thought of the the film remaining up to that point okay that's not like just this ending, right. what did you think no, of it? Or... Just this ending plus the whole thing. Okay, okay. So the whole film. Oh, I want to say a four and a half. I think that's generous, honestly. I think yeah. I think this was a bad sink. I want to say yeah. Like... Actually, what am I saying? I've only I only filled um one A four piece of paper with notes. Yeah, man, that's <laughs> once nothing. you get together all my pieces of paper it covers only that much <laughs> i filled a lot but because it's, the plot is so insanely convoluted but <laughs> yeah not a lot of sinks right I would no go there's with... only those two good mustard sinks actually yeah i would go like a three honestly on this how are you feeling about that yeah oh a two a two a two all right let's do it Two for Clue. Two for Clue. All right. See you on the dark yeah, side Mark... of the moon. <laughs> In music Play plays. the outro. Uh... Cut back to... But wait. But that... 
that's one thing that could have happened on the podcast. But what if? What if we changed our mind and did ending two? <laughs> All right, ending two. Um, <laughs> welcome back to the show. Uh, Wadsworth, <laughs> Wadsworth uh, continues his expl- uh, excl- uh, explanation. Sorry. Um, over any color you like. Uh, this is canon ending two. He recreates recreates the final murders, uh, just like amongst the different people here, like hits them over the head and stuff with the wrench, etc. Um, and of course, it was Miss Peacock, Gareth. Yeah. Behind the murders, we get the brain damage transition as uh, as we're talking about communism being a red herring again, and <laughs> yeah. And um, also, the lunatic is on the grass, Gareth, where uh, Miss Peacock points the gun at Wadsworth. Because she has it in her purse. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's proof enough for me that she was the murderer, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, that suggested that uh, Wadsworth's actually quite thankful that this has all happened. Um, because she killed a blackmailer and all the accomplices. So why don't they all just go away? They're all going to leave together, pile the bodies in the cellar, and everyone walks away, and it's all good. Yeah. None of this has to come out. It's fine. Um, it's weird because it does reveal that Wadsworth is with the FBI, yes. and he's just willing to just let this slide. Yeah, right. It's messed up. Uh, but anyway, yeah. they sing for She's a Golly, Jolly Good Fellow <laughs> to her. Yeah, very and good. As she leaves the room, it's really awkward. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll see you on the dark side of the moon as Wadsworth reveals that he works for the fbi to the rest of the crew and that in fact the oh, police yeah. are coming and they're gonna arrest peacock oh my yeah. gosh um the, there's a the bit of a joke yeah that he says where um the fbi are gonna cover up six murders and he's like yeah why do you think they're run by a, a guy called hoover and it's like yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> okay it probably was like a joke at the time maybe but i don't know even then hoover had passed away like 10 years earlier yeah it's weird <laughs> yeah anyway uh miss peacock is arrested and they all run out uh to see it and wadsworth stoked he's like we always get our man and poor mr green gets slapped in the face twice yeah and then colonel mustard gets his like suspender snapped by miss white that's really weird don't know why that happens um <laughs> however this does sync up perfectly with the time signature of brain damage i was oh, amazed okay. the slap yeah oh very nice the slaps and yeah i missed that oh i'm stoked uh and then yeah uh in my notes i've written that pink floyd seemed to think that this is the canon ending based on that (laughs) assessment alone uh yeah yeah what did you think how did it sink gareth okay i will say this is my least favorite ending agreed this one (laughs) definitely feels like they realized they had to write three endings because two wouldn't be enough Mm. And this one feels very phoned in. It feels like almost the ending they would have written if they thought there was six endings. It sucks, yeah. It's like the yeah. least tied together in terms of plot hooks. Uh, and, For sure. And yeah, it's just, it's like, based on her knowing the cook is somehow meant to convince us that she did all the murders. It's like, yeah. okay. She sort of just admits to it as well. She's like, all right, you got me. <laughs> yeah, she admits real early, like before the gun, she's essentially admitting that. Yeah, it's a shitty ending, but, but it does, yeah. that ending bit does sync quite well with with Pink Floyd, right? Like, Yeah, uh, I love a good slap, slap, snap to the beat of Pink Floyd. Yeah, exactly. I want to, mainly for the, com- the comedic effect, I want to give it a really good grade. Um, <laughs> I, w- I want to give it like an eight. Uh, uh I can't in good conscience as a science go up to eight. All right. Snap, snap, slap. 
four or five then? Yeah, let's give it that 4.5 I was teasing the movie with earlier. All right, sweet. What do you mean earlier? 4.5? <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, sorry. In an d- alternate universe. Yeah, surely. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess that's the show. Uh, we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. See you on the dark side of the moon. But uh, That's how the podcast could have ended. <laughs> but what if there was a third ending to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, any color you like, Gareth, over the ending here. And um, yeah. yes, it's, electricity is switched back on and all the people, all the people involved have committed murders for their own reasons, Gareth. Yes. It's crazy. Um, Each character has done one murder apiece. Yes. Mr. Mr. Plum, oh, Professor Plum, sorry, killed Mr. Body. <laughs> you don't honor that he's a professor anymore. Fuck no. He's discredited <laughs> by me and by who? Um, yeah. <clears throat> Miss, Pe- Miss Peacock killed the cook because she had info about uh, her life and she was previously yeah. her cook. Um, Mustard killed his driver because he had information on him. <clears throat> Miss Miss White uh, killed the lights. She was the one that killed the shut the lights off and also then killed a vet with the rope uh, because yeah. she was the one who was having an affair with her husband and she was jealous of that. Um, <clears throat> weirdly, in this ending, we get a... I mean, the ending. We get a... Uh, stumble it's like she does like an ad lib miss white about flames on the side of her face yeah this is the weirdest little monologue and it was ad lib i looked this up it's yeah so strange and so meandering but it's kept in the film i loved it but it does not it suits a very different film it does not suit this incredibly overwritten film it's mental i love it it's yeah it's so strange it's like, Do you think it's like what we thought Professor Plum did, where they just act, they due to like a film thing, they had to keep the camera running? Potentially, so they had yeah. To use it? I, I believe it, yeah. Like it, it feels like Twin Peaks dialogue that's just like yeah. snuck its way into this film. It's very enjoyable <laughs> to me. Just wanted to comment on that. Anyway, back to murders. Miss Scarlet yeah. um, killed the cop because uh, he had information about her brothel business, and uh, Wadsworth shot the singing telegram girl. What? Why did yeah. Wads, Wadsworth has the gun? And he he shot her because he's the real Mr. Body. And it's the last yes. remaining loose end. And it's like, what? And so <laughs> Professor Plum is really pissed off about this because he just shot his butler. Turns out yeah. the real Mr. Body was among them all, all along. And that he's managed to kill off all the informants in his own little blackmailing ring here. All these people have managed mm. to do it for him. And so he's like, aha, ha ha ha. And now he's got extra dirt on them. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just going to keep blackmailing them. And uh, Mr. Green is the only one who hasn't been implicated in anything. And he busts out a gun of his own and shoots (laughs) Wadsworth slash Mr. Body. Yeah. In a daring maneuver. Even uh, (laughs) Wadsworth himself (laughs) is bloody impressed. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, damn, good shot. (laughs) Mm. you got me and he keels over and dies <laughs> it's great um yeah mr green and then the police storm the building because yeah mr Sorry. green reveals himself that he was part of the fbi and yeah and yeah it was all a plot to uh capture mr body and all that stuff and also arrest all these bad people <laughs> for their crimes yeah. and do them doing murders it seems like a crazy sting operation, but it, I guess yeah, it worked. Yeah, exactly, considering that caused all those murders to happen. Yeah, um, yeah, so uh, 
that's kind of it. We get a final little weird joke from... Um, Excuse me, we get the greatest line in cinema history. <laughs> I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. <laughs> Freeze frame. <laughs> final, final twist, Mr. Green, that's, n- not a homosexual. That's like a line I would write <laughs> and not be proud of. Yeah. Just be like, uh, what's the bluntest way to get this across so everyone gets the joke and then I can move on to the next thing? Right. But like that's how they end the ending of like clearly the ending they're most proud of. Yeah, it's it's diff- yeah. yeah. It, what did you think? How did it sink, Gareth? Because I think this is easily the best ending of the film. Yeah, for sure. This one makes the most sense. Ties together really, really well. Um, yeah, can't decide whether we're forgetting the, the other endings exist or not as part of a joke, but <laughs> whatever, it's fine at this point. Who's to say? Um, there is one really good sync with this ending yeah. when um, Miss White is just about to do her flames in my head monologue. Yeah, yeah. And they're realising like she's a murderer. She steps off the stairs and steps onto the hall and yes. into the hall and Pink Floyd sing the lunatic is in the hall. It's perfect. I, c- I couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah, I got this as well. It's it's lovely. <laughs> yeah. And, she and there's sings- an evil laugh for Tim Curry that also kind of sounds like Tim Curry would do it. Yeah nice yeah yeah no her, the lunatics in the hall thing is like kind of perfect because then she just launches into that insane monologue what, is, what yeah. on earth is that about oh my god um yeah what did you think how did it sink uh think- i could give this ending a five <sighs> yeah 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 i mean the only ending of this film yeah right it's yeah i would say pretty good like a fair few sinks in there not bad yeah yeah awesome um all right let's wrap the podcast up for the only time and um, yes yeah uh, we got anything to plug this week or anything like that we got any housekeeping oh um yes actually the week this is coming out oh if you're in auckland go to the basement theater and see you are and then in brackets not alone here oh which is a show i've done a lot of the animation for um, awesome. and the way I got the job was because the director listens to Sink Floyd. So shout out to Amy. Hey, shout outs to you. Oh yeah. man. I, 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 she knows that you are into like trippy visuals maybe. And that's why. <laughs> yeah. Like, or that I have a lot of free time. <laughs> nice. Definitely yeah. get down to that. Um, but yeah, other than that. Yeah. I think it's, it might actually be sold out by the time this happens, which is oh, this well. is the only thing I've ever been involved in that's sold out. So just, pre- just pretend that you went listeners then. <laughs> say, yeah. Just say you did. I feel like out. the Auckland oh, theatre community is full of that. Like people pretending they saw your show and being like, yeah, it was oh. so good. <laughs> oh, ne- never mind. <laughs> I, I rescind that invitation to pretend. No, that's all good. Apparently in um, LA, a lot of actors will go to the movies. This is obviously pre-COVID. Go mm. to the movie theater and just watch a bit of the film that fits into their schedule. Oh, so then man. they can say like, "Oh yeah, I saw you. I saw you in that." I mean, I guess that's true, right? I did see you in that for, yeah, for, exactly. the, for one scene total. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, well. you were great in the ten minutes between my um, two meetings. Sweet. So after yeah. that, anyway, yes. After that complicated uh, three points on the graph, um, what are we doing next week, Gareth? Oh, yes. Reveal to me. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about this part. Um, so, sp- oh, loosely speaking of theatre, I over the weekend I did some shows in uh, the Coromandel in New Zealand where you can um, do shows. <laughs> um, 
and they were very fun and we stayed at my friend's mum's house and my friend's mum is a big Pink Floyd fan mm-hmm. to the point where she has a Pink Floyd themed car and she oh, also yeah. had a book um, called like The History of Pink Floyd or something like that. It was clearly unofficial and it was just everything Pink Floyd did in order essentially. So I found the Dark Side of the Moon page and I was really struck by how it felt like they'd created a monster really. Like they were just going about their lives. They, you know, lightning struck and they created a monster. And then in the book next to that, there was a thousand and one movies you should see. And in that book was Frankenstein. So let's watch 1931's Frankenstein. Oh man, that description was as (laughs) circuitous as the movie Clue. So i yeah. love that hell yeah frank 19 which edition of frankenstein are we doing sorry i think the, it's definitely got to be the very first one 1931 all right boris karloff Delvin i believe Deep. it doesn't have a score so you could probably watch it with audio if you want listeners oh wow awesome yeah okay oogie, oogie boogie next week then i'm looking forward to that um yeah until then i guess right I'll see you on the dark side of the moon. I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife.